0: Welcome to the Pastor Nora King podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. So tonight, what I want to do is I want to talk to you about how God uses prayer. God uses prayer. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus And I just offer myself to you to be used tonight to impart to your people. Speak through me, Father. Minister through me. You're the great teacher of the church, and we receive from you tonight. Let every heart be open, every ear be open, and let every heart receptive to what you want to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, when I talk to you about God uses prayer. I just want to impart this thought to you that God shapes and changes things as we pray. Now, a lot of times when we pray is when we're supposed to believe that we receive. Isn't that right? When we pray, not after we see it, but when we pray, we believe that we receive it. And when we do pray, God begins to shape, He begins to mold, and He begins to do some things to rearrange or change. Now, it can be in the area of your own personal life that the shaping takes place. When you pray, it is in a nation that we have. When we pray, I believe that what we've seen over the last months has been the shaping of God's people praying. The prayers prayed, and it's called it caused a shaping to come to begin to change. And, you know, you say, well, they're, they're still a mess. Well, that's for sure, you know, that's for sure. So we're not through praying, are we? We got to keep praying. But there is a shaping that takes place. They're also inside the local church there is a shaping that needs to take place we Believe that we have a certain mission at Redemption Church. We believe that God wants us to do certain things based on the Word of God and what He tells us. And so, when we pray, this shaping takes place to take us from one form into another. Now, when you were a child or with your children, you know that uh, you know you you have the play doh, the clay. You know you take that and you can make all kinds of forms. It can look like one thing and then it's changed into something else. Well, the prayers of God's people help to take the invisible realm and bring it in to this realm where we are, this dimension where we are, and it begins to make it look and be a certain way. And so, see, when we pray, we need to understand that the power of God is released through our praying, you know, One great man of God said, it seems like God will do nothing in the earth except people would pray. Well, he tells us, he said, I know what you have need of before you even ask or pray. Well, okay, so I don't need to pray. Then in the next chapter, or next few chapters, what does he say? He tells us to ask. And so it's, yes, he does know what we need, but he has called us to work through the mechanism, if you will, of prayer to shape and mold things around us. What's going on in the body of Christ at large? It is up to the church. You know, when we get off track and when we see the deception that you were talking about, and when we see so many people falling for a, a Laodicean church and pulling away, you know, from the Philadelphia church. If I'm talking about Revelation if you read the book of Revelation. When you see that, it's so important not to, show, not to just say, isn't that a shame? Now, I'm like you uh, and you're like me. Many times when we see things that need the touch of God, need the change, need the shaping, if you will, I have a tendency to stand back, shake my head, and say, my goodness, can you believe that? Instead of doing something that will make a difference, and that is pray. When you see something, when you see something is off, it's not right, the best thing is not to talk about it, to gossip about it, but to pray about it not to cry the blues over it, but to pray about it because it's through that prayer, God uses your prayer to shape things and change things and rearrange things into what they need to be. And so if we don't pray, we're powerless to have this change come. Amen? Now, in Matthew 16, 18... It's a a familiar scripture to some and maybe not to all, though. It says, Upon this rock I will build my church. Now, what rock is it? It's the rock of revelation. It's a rock of revelation. That's what I'm giving to you tonight. It's a revelation to know that things can be shaped and changed through prayer. It's a revelation. It's a revealing, it's a light, it's a a light being shined on a certain thing to show it up, to, to make it clear, to make it known. He said, And upon this rock of revelation, I will build my church. Now, I want us to understand one thing. You can look around, and it may look like God is not winning. And it may be look like the children of God, us, that we're not winning, but that is not the way that it is, and we can't go in for that defeatist mindset because he said, I will build my church. You are a block, a brick, a part. Of the church. So if he's going to build the church at large, he's going to build me and you. He's going to make us stronger. He's going to put in us the truths that are necessary and and the things that are necessary to take the body of Christ forward. He said, I will build my church, and listen to this, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. That's what he's talking about. And this word prevail means to overpower. Hell is not going to overpower the church. But see, some Christians live powerlessly as if hell, darkness, perversion, the devil himself are going to overpower. And we're ju- you know we're just gonna you know hunker down over here until Jesus comes. No, the church is going to be full of the light of God. The church is going to be full of the power of God. And I submit to you that the church is going to be full of prayer. It's going to be a praying church that shapes and changes and molds by the power of the Holy Spirit at work in our life. Amen. Now, when you talk about shaping, it's talking about assembling. When you shape it, you assemble it. You bring it together, you build, you construct, and you fashion, you frame, you make, you mold. And that's what prayers going up to the Father in the name of Jesus with the power of God see, the power is in the prayer. And the molding and the shaping and the, the, the assembling takes place as we pray. Now, when God is shaping or using our prayers, it may not appear to us that anything is going on, but we do not live by what we see, but we walk by faith. Isn't that right? We don't walk by what we see. I, I read this story uh, about um, a, a very godly man. And in World War II, he was fighting with the British. And he was over there, and he was spirit-filled, man of God. And he was over there fighting, <clears throat> and they were losing. They were not winning. They were losing. And he looked at the two leaders that they had on that battlefront. where he, It was near Cairo, I think. And um, so he looked at them, and he saw... The whole, the whole outfit, you know, all the men, there was no discipline. They didn't, you know, they weren't really fighting uh, to win a battle. They were just really goofing off. They didn't have strong leaders. And he began to pray. And he prayed a prayer. And he said, Lord, for your honor and for your glory, bring us leaders who will cause us to have victory in this war. Well, you know what happened after that? What happened after that was one of the men, they pulled him out, and then another, the other leader, they pulled him out. Then they were going to bring another leader in, and this leader was flying on his way there, and the plane crashed, and he died in the plane crash. And so if you're looking the way things are, if you're looking at the way things are, it didn't look too victorious at that point in time. But then something remarkable happened. Winston Churchill chose um, a great leader for the British, Montgomery, and I, I've heard that name before, and maybe you have too. But Ch- he did you know, the world leaders, they didn't know this, they didn't know him Montgomery. And so he kind of uh, worked against what everybody wanted, and he put Montgomery in place to lead, to win the battle, to win the war. And so when he got in there, he started putting discipline in the soldiers, and one day he called everybody together, and he said these words. He said, we are going to glorify God, and God... The mighty God, the almighty God, is going to help us and give us victory. That was his words, give us victory. And so this, you know, this other soldier that saw everything that was going on, and it looks like there's no way to win the battle. There's no way to win the war. They don't have what it takes. But he prayed that prayer that day, and he watched and saw God begin to mold and shape and assemble the right people at the right time for the right place. And so my thought here that I want to leave with you is this that when it looks like after you prayed and you know that you prayed according to the Word of God and according to the will of God and you prayed and things don't look like they're changing, you just hold on because there's a change and there's a shaping and there's an assembling coming and it means that we have to trust God through that process. Can you say amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Now I want you to look at Matthew 16, 19. Matthew 16, 19, if you'll just turn there. And it says, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on the earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Well, I don't know about you, but when I read that scripture... That's pretty powerful, wouldn't you say? That is a pretty powerful scripture. But we in the church, I am sad to say, we do not act like that scripture is true. And many times the reason we don't is because we pray it and then we turn to look to see if anything changed. And you got to remember, The shaping, the molding, the changing is going on, and you don't even know it. You don't even see God's intervention. He's building His church. He gives revelation to the church. He shows us how to pray. We do it, and He begins to move and work through those prayers to shape things for what they need to do. Amen? Now, I want you to look at this, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. We are in a kingdom, and it's called the kingdom of heaven. The world has a sphere or a realm that they're operating. It's the kingdom of this world, and it's a mess, and you try to operate in that, and you're going to fail. It's dog eat dog, if you know what I'm talking about, but we're in a kingdom that is not like that. We're in the kingdom of love. We're in the kingdom of light. And in this kingdom, in this realm that God has put us in, He said, whatever you bind or disallow, if you will, whatever you bind or disallow is bound. And he said, you are functioning in the kingdom when you do this, and you have a key that helps you unlock doors and get into areas that maybe no one else has gotten into before. I tell you, as I read about these men and women of old who were great intercessors and prayer warriors, they opened some doors. They operated in the kingdom, and they used the keys of the kingdom of God, and they saw some things changed. They saw the king. They saw the kingdom of this world changed. They saw leaders change. They saw the church change. They saw people in multitudes coming to the Lord. The great harvest, and that was because they were functioning and operating in the kingdom of God, and they had keys to this kingdom, and whatever they bound. The Lord stood behind it and made sure it was bound. See, we're we're waiting on the Lord to do that. Well, let the Lord bind it. No, he said, whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loose. Now, I want to read this out of a different translation. I like it out of the message. It says, and that's not all. You will have complete and free access to God's kingdom. Keys to open any and every door. Isn't that an exciting thought? No more barriers between heaven and earth. And earth and heaven. A yes on earth is a yes in heaven and a no on earth is a no in heaven. That means he's, he's standing behind what we're praying and what we're doing. You may feel weak and like you do not have, you know, there's an inability in you. But if you stand and you are a part of the kingdom of God and you pray in the name of Jesus and you take your rightful place in the kingdom, you have keys to unlock things that maybe others are not unlocking. And now this works for your own life, this works for the church at large, and this works for your local church, this works. It just works. It's a prayer principle. Amen. Let's look at that in the new living. Okay. I don't have that written down. If you'll put it in on the new living for me, Matthew 16, 19, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Now, that's just one more way uh, of saying that. But I wanted you to see it because it's a powerful, powerful truth. And we, we live our lives many times like it depends on someone else. And God's saying, you're in the kingdom You have keys in this kingdom. I've given you prayer power. You can see things shaped and molded and changed and assembled in a new way if you will use prayer power in your life. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.